the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. On the stump in Georgia, Saturday night. The citizens of the United States of America will not be told how to live, how to think, what to do or what to say by corrupt and incompetent politicians, big tech tyrants, left-wing bullies or anybody else because we are a free, proud and sovereign people and we have to take back our country. Mr. Trump's comments, courtesy of C-SPAN, he continues to hint that he might run for president again in 2024. At least five Palestinians killed in shootouts today with Israeli forces during a sweeping West Bank arrest operation cracking down on the Islamic terrorist group Hamas, which runs the West Bank. This is SRN News. Tickets flew off the shelves like toilet paper during a pandemic. The Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala is sold out. Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk arrive on October 6th. So be sure your calendar is updated so you don't miss a moment of candid conversation on the biggest issues of our day. As we celebrate two decades on air, we thank you for supporting us and being a part of this community of patriots. Our 20th Anniversary Gala is supported by Pro-Life Across America. Our September Regnery Book of the Month is How to Raise a Conservative Daughter by Michelle Easton. Author Michelle has worked with thousands of students and young professionals preparing the next generation of conservative leadership. Register to win a copy of the book by signing up now at Freedom Fan Club page at am1280thepatriot.com. Regnery Publishing is a division of Salem Media Group. Your forecast for today, we're looking at a high of 81 and a low of 55 for tonight. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 79 and a low of 55. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to uh, reach out to us via Twitter, feel free to do so at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. As I am, uh, I'm actually not live from the Patriot Bunker. I'm going to give the jig up right away. I'm actually working from my home studio today. Uh, plan to be back in the Patriot Bunker next Sunday, however. Not that that really matters to you folks, as long as we're here uh, with the uh, broadcast and uh, just you know talking about the news of this past week 
and uh, being joined by uh, fantastic guests. However, no guests today. Uh, pretty heavily uh, intense news week from this past week, so I do uh, definitely want to get to some of that. Uh, I did see official word, one of the uh, stories I was planning on talking about, um, and I think I started the show saying essentially this very thing last week, where my desire was to not have to talk about former Republican Party of Minnesota Chair Jennifer Carnahan again anytime soon. And here I am going to talk about her again because, well, she inserts herself in the news. She gave an interview to a Rochester TV station, uh, KAAL-TV, down in Rochester with uh, news anchor Betsy Singer. I actually have uh, met Betsy once. Uh, she was a judge for the Miss America Con- or Miss Minnesota competition, and those of you folks listening to the show know that uh, this show is my side hustle, and my side hustle to my side hustle is uh, co-MC of the Miss Minnesota competition. So Betsy was a judge one year, I think it was 2018, if I'm not mistaken, and I just said a brief hello to her, didn't really get into a long extended conversation or anything, but so I... I say that to say that I don't know her political leanings. I don't know where she's coming from. But I can tell you I did have the opportunity to watch that interview. It's on K-A-L, uh, KAALTV.com if you care to look it up. Let's make sure I have that URL right. Yeah, KAALTV.com if you want to do a search for Jennifer Carnahan. And I brought... I. Talking about former Chair Carnahan again because she was teasing another run for her old job, which she just resigned last month. Now, she saw no way forward to keep her old job, so uh, basically she tried to wiggle some uh, severance pay out of it. She said, you know, basically, I'll resign, but I want some severance to go away. And when you get severance to go away, that means you go away. And, you know, don't uh, try to get back into the party business. Well, she was talking about running for her old job again. And remember, there's a special election that's going to take place next week to fill out the final, I guess it would be um, 15 months of this current term. Because I, from what I understand, they moved the two-year election cycle up from like April in the off election year. They moved it up four months to December. So it would be a month after every uh, election day. So December, in this case, December 22 is the next time there will be an election for a two-year term for Republican Party of Minnesota chair. Well, uh, chair, uh, former Chair Carnahan had until Friday evening to indicate or to re- file, I should say, whether or not she was going to run. And I just saw a tweet from, uh, well, Narn along, Northern Alliance Radio Network alum Michael Broadcorb that uh, she did not file to run again for chair. And Michael uh, gave us a courtesy of listing the candidates. uh, Jerry uh, Jerry Dettinger, who was on with Jack Tomczak yesterday, if you want to check out that podcast. Uh, David Han, who was on with Jack on the Narn uh, a week ago yesterday. So check that out as well. Uh, Lalani Homestat, Forrest Hyatt, Mark Miles, and Philip Parrish. Those are the six that are competing for MNGOP chair. Certainly David Han is the biggest name out of all of those. He was the um, majority leader and, uh, for a time, minority leader of the uh, Senate, uh, the Republican senators 
uh, or actually, actually, no, he was only minority leader. I should take that back. Yeah, he was, the Republicans were in the minority in the Minnesota Senate when David Hahn was caucus leader. And of course, he lost his reelection bid in 2016. And that happened to be the cycle where the Republicans retook the majority in the Senate, but David Hahn lost his reelection bid in Eden Prairie. So he's definitely the biggest name on there. Um, I don't really have a proverbial uh, dog in this fight because, well, I just don't, in, I, I'm not involved in grassroots Republican politics anymore. So that's probably the biggest reason, but it is newsworthy. And the, again, it will take place next, uh, on Saturday, October 2nd. So we'll definitely talk about that, uh, next Sunday show to be sure. And may, maybe we can get the, uh, the brand new Republican party chair on the show. I will have to work on that. Well, I did check out the interview with um, former chairwoman Carnahan, and I think our friend Walter Hudson kind of summed it up best. He, uh, the video was shared by Congressman Jim Hagedorn, who of course is married to Jennifer Carnahan, and Walter responded by just saying, you know, it's a total puff piece for which the news organization should be ashamed. No questions about the proliferation of NDAs, no questions about the revolving door of staff, no questions about the party's finances or the complete lack of transparency, letting her get away with pretending Lazaro was some incidental associate rather than a close personal friend. Wasn't he had her bachelorette party? Didn't they meet in California years ago? No mention of the severance payment or pushback on the lavish international vacation just taken or inquiry into why she would accept such a payment if she intended to run again. Worst of all, no question about or consideration of the impact her lingering presence has on the party going forward. I, me, my... Everything's about her. No humility, no servant heart, no passion for the cause, just concern for her own reputation, which suffers from her own actions. It's unfortunate that this page sticks so bad as we try to turn it. And as usual, Walter Hudson, uh, very insightful and articulate when uh, commenting on such matters. Uh, This is something that I think I probably mentioned last week that there was a story out that uh, Jennifer Carnahan had hired a uh, PR firm to kind of help rehab her image a month after her resigning as chairwoman and was even going to start writing some opinion pieces, you know, kind of dip her toes back into the political waters and kind of sharpen up her her message and her uh, political viewpoints. And I'll just say this. If she had had that, if that, public relations firm was still advising her a couple of weeks ago uh if the if the members of that firm or whomever was working with her had any dignity or any ethics or scruples they would have withdrawn from offering her advice and not accepted a penny because if you were re- basically resigned in disgrace got $38,000 a $38,000 severance and then within a couple of weeks, take a one-week vacation to Spain? How are the optics on that anything but just absolutely abysmal? And if there was a public relations firm that was advising her, there is no way they would have advised doing that. In fact, they would have probably been very adamant and said, okay, Jennifer, if you really want our honest opinion, going on a lavish vacation after you got $38,000 severance from a state party, 
$38,000, which was money donated by hardworking Minnesotans. And, you know, the big dollars that Anton Lazaro had, uh, had donated over the years, you know, that, that's been long gone. That's been burned through. Okay, this $38,000 was likely donated by folks, hardworking folks, $50 here, $100 there, which is a lot of money to some of these people. And yet they donated that money with the understanding it was going to the state party to help Republicans get elected. And yet, this tie-breaking vote, because the uh, executive committee, it was like a 7-7 to vote, as far as whether to give uh, outgoing Chair Carnahan the severance, and uh, Chair Carnahan got to just cast a tie-breaking vote. Well, of course she voted in the affirmative. Yeah, I'd like some severance to go away. And then she goes on this lavish vacation. Now, again, if there's a PR firm advising her, they'd have to say, you know what? This is, this is, beyond, this is beyond hope. Because you don't take donor money and go on this personal vacation and then say, you know what, it's been a month away. Uh, this was all just a bunch of grievances by the 32, 33% of the state central delegates who voted against me. They were bitter. I won re-election. So this was all kind of just some big witch hunt to try to get me out of the, uh, out of the party chair. And, th- and that's, that's basically the tenet of that interview, was very dismissive of all these people. They say, you know, that I, I was forced to resign, and now I'm thinking of running again, but now they're rigging the election. They're trying to rig the system so that I can't get reelected. And she says this without a shred of proof, where in that very same interview, she's hitting back at her detractors, her critics, who were saying she created a toxic work environment. There were others who came forward with allegations of sexual harassment, even sexual assault, and it wasn't given the attention it deserved by the state party. And she's dismissing that, saying, where's the dates? Where's the proof? Where's the evidence? And then she comes out and says there were a couple of instances of sexual harassment, which we dealt with swiftly, and those individuals were terminated within a matter of days. But she doesn't offer any proof. But yet, and she also says these people who are orchestrating this campaign against her to rig the election against her doesn't offer any proof. Just throw stuff against the wall, see if see it will sticks. See if it's what sticks. But multiple allegations by several people who have no reason to get together and who had solid reputations in the political world, and then after working with the party, decided to move on, and then later came out and indicated why they moved on. You know that every single solitary one of them is lying? I so again. She's not being pressed with tough questions. And, and again, no disrespect to Betsy Singer. I have no idea her political leanings. I don't know if she was throwing uh, former Chair Carnahan softballs because she wanted to, I don't know, extend her lifeline and thought she was unfairly maligned and therefore wants her back in the position. I have no idea. I'm not going to speak to the uh, motivations of Betsy Singer. But why are there never any tough questions? Why aren't there questions about the non-disclosure agreements? which was basically hush money, where multiple people got significant payouts to not talk about their experience while working at the state party. And a lot of the Carnahan apologists, they just dismiss it, say, well, that's standard fare in corporate America and political organizations. 
where we, you know, you, you have non-disclosure agreements. That's standard practice. Yeah, as a, a methodology to not disclose trade secrets, whether it be of an organization or a political party. It's not to be used as hush money. Because look what has come out about the environment under Jennifer Cardahan as Republican Party chair about creating a toxic work environment and Trumpian tactics where if people don't show loyalty and they move on, she threatens to ruin their careers in politics going forward, allegedly. So uh, this is a good thing. She's not running. Uh, She can be pushed off into the the background. We can just run this race, this uh, uh, chair race, uh, this coming weekend, Saturday, October 2nd. But... um, I have a feeling that she's not going to go away quietly because, again, December 2022 is when the next two-year race is going to be held. But this is a good thing that she's not moving, uh, that she's not running, I should say, for this interim position for her old job a month after she resigned in disgrace. That's a good thing because, I'm sorry, if she were to run and be elected to her old job, this would have been an extinction-level event for the state party, and I am not exaggerating that. And the fact that she doesn't understand that or see that or think that that's possible, that this would be an extinction-level event, her getting reelected a month after resigning in disgrace, um, that's probably the biggest uh, issue with this entire thing. But she's not running again this weekend, and for that, uh, we can say that is a good thing. We'll keep an eye on this race, to be sure, because uh, I'd like to get the newly elected party chair on the broadcast next Sunday, if possible. So I will certainly work on that. Uh, let's take a break 651-289-4488 is the number to call you can also weigh in via twitter at hashtag narn show that's hashtag n-a-r-n show for any comments or questions brad carlson the closer coming back with another segment on the broadcast go nowhere Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Air Mechanical, family owned and operated since 1985, leads the metro area in heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical, and now drain cleaning services. Whether it's maintaining your current system, repairing it when it breaks, or installing new equipment, Air Mechanical believes in doing things the right way, not the easy way. They are there 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Bryant, whatever it takes. Call or schedule online at thinkami.com. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get back. 
You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. I'm Staff Sergeant Smith Cal. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex I'm Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member and of... And I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am Air Force. proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, appreciate you uh, tuning in. I mentioned at the outset of the show, I'm actually broadcasting from my home studio today, so uh, no live stream of the uh, of the broadcast. But if you so desire, and if you haven't done so already, feel free to follow us on our Facebook page. Go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and you can uh, be it well, uh, get a notification when we do broadcast uh, live, uh, do the live stream. It's always another, always fun to have another, um, you know, uh, comment section, comment thread, what have you. Free to weigh in, but regardless, thanks is all for tuning in. Uh, hope, hopefully, I have a lot more live listeners today. Vikings aren't on until three twenty-five, so hopefully, uh, their home opener they can get their first win of the season. We shall see. Uh, interesting story from the uh, Star Tribune: A Minnesota poll shows that Governor Tim Walz's approval dips below fifty percent. His support is split uh, starkly along partisan and regional lines, mirroring political polarization trends nationwide. This is from Brianna Bierschbach at the Star Tribune. Governor Tim Walz's approval rating has fallen to 49%, dipping 8 percentage points over the past year and foreshadowing a potentially close race for re-election next fall, according to a new Minnesota poll. The survey of 800 registered voters found 44% disapprove of the job Walls has done as governor, while 7% are unsure. A narrow margin of support for the Democrat after a first term dominated by the COVID-19 pandemic and the aftermath of George Floyd's killing. His support is split starkly along partisan and regional lines, mirroring political polarization trends nationwide. And if you look at some of the crosstabs, um, not the greatest of numbers. Now, in the uh, specifically in Hennepin and Ramsey County, of course, Minneapolis and St. Paul are in those two respective counties, as well as some other first-ring suburbs. Obviously, approval rating for Walls: sixty-eight percent, disapproved twenty-five percent, and not sure seven percent. Okay, 
That's right in the uh, major metropolitan area, Hennepin and Ramsey counties. That's to be expected. But the rest of the metropolitan area, okay, you're, you're talking some, uh, you know, major counties there, like, uh, uh, you know, Washington County is one of them, Carver County. You know, uh, these are some to keep an eye on. Rest of the metro area, 42% approval rating, 52 disapproval. So the majority of people surveyed outside of Hennepin and Ramsey County in the metro areas, uh, the majority disapprove of Tim Walls. Southern Minnesota, let's, not, let's forget, uh, if I do the math in my head, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, six-term congressman. Tim Walls was a six-term congressman in Congressional District 1, which covers a lot of southern Minnesota. Well underwater, 36% approval rating, 56% disapprove, with 8% not sure. Northern Minnesota, again, that um, that's comprises of uh, Congressional District 7th and 8th, 7th, on the, 7th Congressional District on the western half, 8th Congressional District on the eastern half, when you're talking about the northern part of the state. 40% approve, 51% disapprove. So basically, what this is telling us is outside of Hennepin and Ramsey County, Tim Walls, the majority of Minnesotans outside of Hennepin and Ramsey County disapprove of Tim Walls. Now, a couple of caveats there. First off, uh, Election Day, obviously, is not for another 10 and a half months. Or excuse me, um, 11 months. 11 months, 10 and a half months, whatever it is. Okay, November of next year. So it's a little over... 10 minutes. What am I thinking? I'm, I'm doing my math backwards. Forgive me, folks. Uh, 13 and a half months. Okay. <laughs> uh, I can't, for some reason, I can't do math in the home studio. That's not a good sign. 13 plus months away uh, uh, is election day. So uh, a lot of things can change in that time frame. but this is a great opportunity for Republicans to, <clears throat> for lack of a better word, pounce on these low approval ratings. And the one area where Republicans have been consistently strong, where the electorate actually is willing to give them a chance, maybe even trust them more than the DFL, quite obviously is on crime. So you could even bite into that Hennepin and Ramsey County approval rating. Again, Waltz, 68% approval rating in Hennepin and Ramsey County. You don't need to, Waltz doesn't need to be underwater in order for him to be ousted, you know, underwater and Hennepin and Ramsey County, because that's just not going to happen. But you can definitely eat into those numbers. No doubt about it. And another key metric uh, is the uh, splits along party lines. DFL, obviously, he's going to have overwhelming approval, 89% approve, 6% disapprove. Republican, the opposite, 11% approve, 81% disapprove. Okay, so he's significantly, yeah, his approval rating among his own party is at a plus 83 whereas disapproval rating amongst Republicans is minus 70. Still significant disapproval, but quite a disparity. But this is where it's key. Independence slash others, 39% approval, 52% disapproval. The independents are there to be had, folks. And let's not forget, they broke overwhelmingly for the DFL in 2018. Well, it was the Trump effect. Two years of Trump, and Trump had... Uh, pretty low approval ratings by that point and there were a lot of factors going in and of course there was already the built-in advantage for democrats in 2018 because as we talk about ad nauseum on the show the opposite party of what's in the white house typically 
does very, very well in the first midterm of that president's tenure. The president, this time, Joe Biden, Democrat, and he's underwater in every particular issue you could think of, whether it's foreign policy or climate change or the border or economics. Joe Biden's underwater in all those categories. So the built-in advantage that the Republicans have in 2022 is even enhanced by how woefully unpopular and inept the Biden administration is right now. So let's and let's not also forget in 2018, the Democrats made tremendous gains in the suburbs, a lot of first-ring suburbs, where the Republican. I think they, um, if I'm doing my math correctly, and again that's um, kind of dubious given uh, what I just said earlier. Uh, the Democrats picked up 18 seats in the Minnesota House. They had a net gain of 18 seats in the Minnesota House in 2018. Okay, now that that was mitigated a little bit uh, in the 2020 election where the Republicans flipped five of those. So right now the Democrats have a 70 to 64 advantage in the Minnesota House. So Republicans just have to flip four seats. And if they can, and that will have to be done in the metro area. And there are some pretty good pickup opportunities in the metro area, okay, outside of Hennepin and Ramsey counties. Now, another caveat here, what's, what happens in early 2022? It's redistricting, right? So how dramatically different are some of these House districts and Senate districts going to look? Because what's going to end up is because you have a Republican-controlled Senate and a Democrat-controlled House, you're never going to ha- come to any kind of consensus on how redistricting is going to look. So eventually it's going to get kicked to the courts and the courts are going to redraw the maps. Now, to whose advantage it will be remains to be seen. But if they stay relatively similar, there is a great opportunity for Republicans to take control of the House and if they can hold the Senate and win the governor's office. My goodness, when's the last time the GOP had complete control of St. Paul? I don't know if it's ever happened. Now, what are the odds of that happening? Uh, I'm not terribly optimistic, but there is opportunity there uh, if the Republicans can get their proverbial poop in a group. But again, that is a big if, as we have seen in the most recent past. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. We'll take another quick break here. Be back with another segment on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson, The Closer. Mere moments away. Go nowhere. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? 
That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that will provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month, a million for less than 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? Would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Then join Dale Tondrick for the Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11 a.m. Call Dale Tondrick now to get your complimentary customized retirement and income kit, plus the free retirement and income book at 844-320-7233. That's 844-320-SAFE. The Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11. No market risk retirement strategies. From director Clint Eastwood comes Cry Macho, the story of being lost. You want me to go down there and kidnap him? Please. And found. Don't miss the Salem Radio Cry Macho sweepstakes. Enter for your chance to win $1,000, a Clint Eastwood DVD library, and more. See Cry Macho in theaters and HBO Max. Now playing. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com slash macho. I'm walking down your street again and past your door. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. As I'm closing out this week's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming, hey, you can catch my friend and colleague Mitch Berg in these very airwaves, AM 1280 The Patriot. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. And uh, right after Mitch's show, which is on 1 to 3 p.m. Saturdays, again right here in AM 1280, Jack Tomzak for the Jack Tomzak Show, 3 to 5 p.m. Again, that's every Saturday. And I am the closer, closing out NARN programming Sundays right here in these very airwaves, 1 to 3 p.m. And hey, lest we forget our friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is The King Banyan Show. The Upper Midwest's, dare I say, the country's best show in economics? Yeah, I think I'll go there. The country's best and most informative and comprehensive show on economics. The King Banyan Show, Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m., again, on our sister station, AM 1440. Yeah. King Banyan's the best, and he's ours, and he's not going anywhere. So, as always, we appreciate you uh, supporting our various stations and programs on the Salem Radio uh, Twin Cities networks. Uh, speaking of approval ratings, our uh, good friend Ed Morrissey, uh, it, those of you who may not know, you know, Ed obviously is an alum of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. With that, you know, uh, he hasn't been on the Nor- NARN regularly for quite a while, eight, nine years, I think it is. Uh, moved to Texas recently. Uh, he's mentioned that on his social media platform, so I'm not breaking any news or anything, but some of you may not be aware of that. Ed is down in Texas, uh, and he, but he still keeps uh, 
pays very rapt attention to everything that's going on up here in Minnesota, where he lived for many, many years after uh, being a refugee of California. And he wrote a piece, uh, speaking of approval ratings, Biden is underwater, Joe Biden is underwater in the land of 10,000 lakes? Yeah, you read that right. Uh, again, Ed Morrissey, hotair.com. Uh, and I'm not even there anymore. The last time Minnesota voters endorsed a Republican for president was in 1972. The last time a Democrat lost election for statewide office was in 2006. Joe Biden beat Donald Trump in Minnesota by seven points, 52 to 45 back in 2020. And yet, even in Minnesota, the bloom is off the Democratic rose, and maybe not just for Biden either. The latest Star Tribune poll, when I referenced in the previous segment, by the way, uh, shows Biden's overall job approval in the state at 47 approve, 51 disapprove, and that's only that close because of the Twin Cities. Here's what happens outside of the core Hennepin and Ramsey counties. Now, like Governor Walls, uh, Biden is at plus 40 in Hennepin and Ramsey County, where I think Walls was at plus 43, okay, to be expected. The rest of the metro, uh, it's worse for the president than it is for the governor. Uh, the rest of the metro outside of Hennepin and Ramsey County, 38% approve, 61% disapprove. Again, this is Joe Biden, President Biden. Uh, Southern Minnesota, 33% approve, 62% disapprove. Northern Minnesota, 35% approve, 64% Disapprove. Again, continuing with Ed Morrissey here. When a Democrat is that far underwater in the land of 10,000 lakes, he's in real trouble. And so are his fellow Democrats, for that matter. Tim Walls wants another term as governor. Well, let me, let me just, uh, don't mean to step on Ed's toes there. He hasn't made it official, but he's raising money as, he's, as if he's running for re-election. So yeah, I would bet money that he is, but he just hasn't made it official yet. Just, you know, splitting hairs, I get it. Maybe a distinction without a difference, but just thought I'd throwing that little disclaimer there. And while Walz's approval numbers are still positive, he's dropped below 50% to 49-44. And like Biden, Walz is not popular outside of Hennepin and Ramsey. Again, I went over those numbers the previous segment. A year ago, Walz had a 57-36 approval rating and was right side up everywhere except the Iron Range in the north. And that was a virtual tie at 46-48. Walls has some serious problems, no doubt exacerbated by the drag at the White House in Biden's collapse. Make no mistake about it either. Biden's collapse is apparent across nearly all demos. Independents in Minnesota disapprove of his performance by almost 2 to 1 at 34-62. Majorities in ever-age demo, except under 35s, disapprove. 62 to 37 among uh, 35s, though. 12% of his 2020 voters disapprove, and men strongly reject Biden 2870, while women can continue their strong support at 6434. There is an education gap in play, too. College graduates give Biden double-digit job approval at 5643, while non-college graduates reject him strongly at 3859. The Strib uh, doesn't poll on a tight enough time frame to see specific inflection points, nor did it ask specific questions on issues like COVID-19 or Afghanistan. Still, this adds to the growing body of polling data showing confidence crisis in Biden's presidency, and one that goes far beyond the normal boundaries of party politics. It seems to be infecting down-ballot candidates already, and the longer that Biden goes without recovering, the more it risks a rout in next year's midterm for Democrats. 
Those suburban numbers alone suggest a red wave in House districts next year if the midterms follow the usual pattern of being a referendum on the incumbent president. When even Minnesota can't provide electoral safety for Democrats, their situation is indeed dire. And again, Ed gives the disclaimer, like I did the previous segment, as long as Republicans don't screw it up. And our, our good friend uh, uh, David Osmek just texted me, uh, basically saying, i got to have faith, of course, uh, Republicans could screw things up, could screw up. A, this is my words, not his. Republicans could uh, screw up one car parade. Um, so a lot on the approval ratings for the uh, Democrats. And again, Republicans did not have a very high bar uh, as far as to take majorities in the Minnesota House. Again, they need to flip four seats in the Minnesota House. And as far as the U.S. House, I believe uh, the Democrats are at, uh, I think it's like 222 to 213. So Republicans have to flip five seats there to get a majority, and they're more than likely to flip more than that. So the only question now is the U.S. Senate, and I'll probably uh, talk about that uh, a little bit later on in the uh, in the next hour when I focused on uh, on some national news, because uh, President Trump or former President Trump was visiting uh, Georgia. I guess he had a rally in Georgia yesterday, and. Uh, President Trump is not a, not very strong with Republicans down in Georgia. Republicans did well in 2020, except for President Trump. And then, of course, uh, when the runoffs happened after President Trump sabotaged Senators Perdue and Leffler, they lost re-election, handing, ceding uh, control of the Senate to the Democrats. But again, I'll get to that in the second hour. Uh, tell you what, I want to spend a little time on this next subject here. Uh, I... I've been following the Gabby Petito story. Uh, this is the young lady, uh, you know, a social media influencer, 22-year-old, who was touring the western portion of the country with her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, and ended up disappearing. And sadly, she was her remains uh, were found in Wyoming. They were positively identified as her. Uh, obviously, her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, the chief suspect in her murder, I definitely want to spend some time on that and kind of an odd set of circumstances that the media was engaging in, almost kind of finger wagging about how, you know, pretty young white women seem to get more notoriety when they, when they disappear. And it's like, Hmm, if only you media members had a platform where you could publicize indigenous and minority uh, young people disappearing like, Oh wait, you do have that. Yeah, we'll get to a little bit of that. So I want to take an early break now, Jacob, if we can uh, just cue the music right now, and then I'll uh, finish up this hour uh, talking about the uh, Gabby Petito uh, situation. Eric Erickson, conservative commentator, had kind of an interesting perspective on why this garnered so much fascination and so much coverage. So we'll do that. And be uh, back to take your phone calls as well, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. It's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? 
That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that will provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month, a million for less than two. 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. Do you have sunken concrete around your home, leaving you with trip hazards or causing water to run back to your foundation? Hi, I'm John Lamore, owner of Expert Concrete Raising. We raise settled concrete using a high-density polyurethane foam, which is a more permanent solution than mud jacking. Polyurethane foam cannot be washed away, and it doesn't shrink or deteriorate over time. If it's concrete, we can raise it. Get it done right the first time. For a free estimate, contact a second-generation concrete raising business at expertconcreteraising.com. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big, bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-917-8546. 800-917-8546. 800-917-8546. That's 800-917-8546. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today. The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I mentioned wrapping up the last segment. I did want to get to the uh, Gabby Petito story. I, like well, many Americans, certainly were following along uh, at just the bizarre behavior that her fiance Brian Laundrie exhibited apparently the last contact Gabby had with her family was in late August now Gabby and her fiance uh, Brian they were kind of um, I don't know if they were full-fledged nomads but they were touring the western half of the country in this van and they were documenting their exploits on social media you know Gabby has a big Instagram following apparently she was an Instagram influencer maybe even a minor celebrity of sorts and like I say her parents had contact with her family uh late August and then all of a sudden about 4 or 5 days later Brian Laundrie returns to his home in Florida where he lives with his parents 
with the van that he and Gabby were touring in, uh, just one thing was left behind. Gabby Petito herself did not come back with Brian Laundrie. And he wasn't talking to anybody. He wasn't saying where she was. Um, nothing. Just very odd. And it's like, well, well, where is she? He wouldn't talk to Gabby's family, wouldn't give the police information. She was officially a missing person because you know, family hadn't heard from her in days and days. And the news media got a hold of this and were talking about it. And then uh, some body cam footage from a police officer in Moab, Utah, was released, and it showed Gabby in tears talking about a fight that she had with her fiancé and talking about how they were having an argument. Now, the police pulled them over because the van almost jumped the curb because the two were having a little scuffle, apparently, in the uh, cab of the, um, in the van. So, uh, and she, again, was in tears and saying, look, uh, you know, I got into the, you know, we got into an argument because I got into the van with dirty feet and we like it clean in here. And, you know, my OCD just got the best of me. And, uh, you know, that's why I acted out. I did it. That's why I reacted as I did and Brian Laundry, her fiance, was basically cool, cool, calm, and collected, and just you know talked about eh, you know, kind of a little argument got out of hand, no big deal. And it, those who are familiar with the rhetoric put forth by domestic abuse victims, as well as the abusers themselves, said, yeah, that seemed like classic uh, domestic violence that was taking place where the victim, in this case, Gabby Petito, was kind of taking you know, the burden on herself, saying, well, I kind of had it coming because my OCD and whatnot got the best of me and I should know better, yada, 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 that sort of thing. So that video footage, that body cam footage was released, and given she had been gone at that point for a couple, three weeks, people are saying, okay, um, yeah, this it's very likely that she is not okay and she is not safe wherever she is. And again, Brian Laundry nor his family they were not they weren't cooperating at all. And by a stroke of luck, this family was added was taking a vacation in the same general area around that time frame and they were editing footage, YouTube footage of their exploits out to Wyoming. And as they were doing it, they saw, they noticed the same white van that was being driven by Brian and Gabby and said, oh my gosh, I think that's, that's a white van and this is where it took place. So they focused the search area on that area in Wyoming and sure enough, they found uh, Gabby's remains. She was positively identified and of course she had uh, deceased. Now Brian Laundrie has uh, left his home in Florida and there is a nationwide manhunt for him. And of course, this has been wall-to-wall media coverage. Well, what comes up, I'm sure you probably could guess, because Gabby was this 22-year-old, pretty young white girl. Naturally, you get people coming out and saying, wait a minute, just in Wyoming alone, there are over 700 minority and or indigenous people that have gone missing. Why isn't the focus on them? And do you kind of see the disconnect there from media members making that declaration, you know, posing that query, if you will? Don't you have a platform to, oh, I don't know, bring attention to it? Because 
and it's heartbreaking because I've seen stories of parents of these minority uh, children, young people, not quite children, but young adults, say in their early 20s, that have gone missing and saying, you know what, we're, we're heartsick over our child gone missing, and yet it doesn't get near the publicity or the broadcast of this Gabby Petito. And, you know, they have a point. But why is it that media decides to wag their finger at the viewing audience saying, wow, you're all so taken in by this coverage. You know, where's the outrage or the sympathy for all these missing indigenous uh, uh, young people in that same Wyoming area? Well, have you made people aware of it, media? You with the platform to blast out there? Because if you don't, guess what? Not as many people are going to hear about it. And Eric Erickson uh, kind of hit on the key point there, talking about, you know, Joy Reid, specifically MSNBC host, was probably the biggest finger-wagger of all, saying, you know, yeah, pretty little white girl, you pay all this attention to that, but look at all these minority uh, young people that go missing, and hardly any mention of it. And this is from Eric Erickson's uh, Substack piece uh, last week. A Joy Reid's complaint holds a kernel of truth. Gabby Petito was an attractive young woman with a large following on social media. The media is obsessed with ratings. In particular, the media is obsessed with the demo, which are consumers of media ages 25 to 54. Specifically, media advertisers believe if a 25 to 35-year-old can be converted into a consumer of particular media or products, they'll retain brand loyalty for decades. The media covers Petito's death, hoping to convert some of her hundreds of thousands of followers into brand-loyal news consumers to whom advertisers want to connect. Beyond those hundreds of thousands of followers, there are millions more, mostly young women, who have become obsessed with true crime podcasts and stories. The humor site, the Babylon Bee, recently ran a story capturing this phenomenon. The headline was, Guy being murdered, just glad he'll finally be on a podcast. It was while the axe was dropping into his spleen that Tony Marcus realized a lifelong dream was coming true. He had been a fan of true crime podcasts for years, but never dreamed he would get to be on one. Now, totally unexpectedly, it was happening, the Babylon Bee story began. The media wants viewers. A young, blonde, 22-year-old female social media influencer left dead in the forest of Wyoming, presumably killed by her now-on-the-run boyfriend, will get ratings. It might convert young news consumers into longtime news consumers. The media has a business interest in caring about Gabby Petito. There is another angle to this as well. Petito was a social media influencer with hundreds of thousands of followers. She died tragically. In a small bit of irony, the location of her murder was discovered by another YouTuber who was editing a video of a trip. Actually, it was a lady YouTuber, not a guy. Um, so Eric Erickson corrected his error there. Uh, she happened to have passed what looked like Petino, Petito and Laundry's van in the woods in Wyoming. She relayed the location to police who were able to find Petito's body nearby. In the postmodern era, people are more emotional and relational. People who did not know Petito felt like they knew her. They connected to her online. They are grieving. The larger cultural story here is how so many could care about and relate to someone they do not know and became and become invested in her life. That is happening more and more, and those same people will keep bypassing media organizations in favor of relatable individuals they find on social media and follow online and off. The emotional and relational connection to individuals now transcends organizational brand. 
People are connecting to people, not brands, and one of those people is now tragically dead. So there you have it. I mean, the media, they want to scold people for not taking enough interest in minority young people who are suffering the same plight as Gabby Petito. Well, number one, if it's not brought to others' attention, how are they really supposed to maybe even get involved? And maybe, I don't know, share posts on social media. I mean, that can be, you know, it can be used for good in some circumstances. But if we're not made aware of it, how are we supposed to know? And secondly, I mean... This is about, at the end of the day, media is all about ratings. I mean, why do you think that they glom on to Bubba Wallace, the first prominent black NASCAR driver who found, who apparently found a noose in his garage, and they glom onto it because it's a sensational story in this era of Trump. And look at this, uh, Trump is perpetuating white supremacy. The uh, uh, black driver in the uh, perpetually racist uh, fans of NASCAR hung a noose in his garage because they're threatened by a black driver, and they later found out, well, no, it was actually only a pole rope. But a simple inquiry, simple investigation would have probably proven otherwise. But you know what? They got ratings, right? So why would they have any incentive to upset that apple cart? I mean, they can come off all indignant all they want and accusing people of not caring enough about minority children, but if that's not bringing them ratings then they seem loath to cover it. So they need to take a long look in the mirror at themselves. That is for certain. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that's hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, The Closer. Go nowhere. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Hi, break time? I know you. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. It seems like you take care of yourself. I do. I play tennis. I try to eat well. What about screening for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. Colon cancer is more treatable when it's caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and is used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit requestcologuard.com. I'm on it. Excellent. Do you love to cook or have a favorite blue ribbon dish? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning entry will receive a year's worth of fine meats from Good Ranchers, a $1,400 value, and get a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once each day. So start cooking and enter now at am1280thepatriot.com slash recipes. It's to end at a grilling season, and Premier Pool and Spa has huge deals right now on all their Louisiana grills. No way. You mean like when they sell the toques for cheap during the spring because you don't really need them to cover your noggin when the weather's warming up, right? Absolutely correct, bro. Oh, but wait a minute. 
Fall's like prime smoking season. You can still grill and smoke year-round with the Louisiana Grill, right? You know it. The Louisiana Pellet Grill from Premier Pool and Spas, both a grill and a smoker. And it got these amazing winter smoker covers, so you can even use them when it's like below zero. So the grilling season never really ends, but I still get those low-end-of-season prices, right? You got it, plus a free 40-pound bag of pellets with your purchase and free bucket liners and a fancy grill cover if you buy one at the top-of-the-line models. Hey, so don't wait. Get your own Made in America Louisiana Grill at end-of-season prices, plus all those extra goodies at Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen. Louisiana Grills, you deserve it. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club in Prior Lake. The Horse and Hunt Club is one of the premier sporting facilities in the world, and it's open to the public. This place is simply awesome. There are five different sporting clay courses that provide 30 different shooting scenarios. Memberships are available as well. You can hunt pheasants, turkey, partridge, ducks, and more. And don't forget to stop by Triggers for lunch or dinner. Maybe try some of their delicious bacon-wrapped pheasant bites. For pricing and details, visit horseandhunt.com. AM 12. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.